Welcome to Brazil Workers Podcast by CSP Condutas Labor and People's Federation from São Paulo. My name is Samia Gabriela. Every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Brazilian time, we will address labor and people's issues. Now we talk with Jorge Hengel, an Argentinian activist, to bring us some news about the political prisoner Sebastian Romero and about other comrades in Argentina that suffered uh, political persecution, like Daniel Ruiz, another union member that was arrested for 13 months. We have the pleasure to talk to talk with him about these issues. Welcome, George. Sebastián Romero worked at General Motors in the city of Rosario for 12 years. He was shop steward for the, of the factory workers before the automobile union from 2012 to 2014. In the first months of 2017, he and the shop steward, Germán Tonero, both members of the PSTU, Unified Socialist Workers' Party led a struggle against the company which had made an agreement with the union for fire, to fire 350 workers. The movement resulted in the reincorporation of many workers. <clears throat> Later that year, when the government ordered to arrest him for protesting against the pensions law reform, he was fired from General Motors. Sebastián also organized protests to guarantee security and decent living conditions for his working-class neighborhood in Rosario. Sebastián is a socialist activist. He became a militant of the PSTU not only to participate in the struggle for better working or living conditions, but to put an end to the capitalist system as well a system which is responsible for unsatisfying living conditions, misery and violence, only to make a profit that will be earned by the few. He struggles to create a socialist society which should be based on what people need and that would be free of oppression. To achieve that, it is necessary to make a revolution led by the working class. On the 18th of December, 2017, a law that would reduce the retired people's pensions was voted in Congress. In order to be able to vote the law, the government had to protect the Congress and they did it by putting the police and military forces on the streets, giving them orders to repress those who were demonstrating. Union members such as Sebastián Romero, Daniel Ruiz and César Aracaki had to use whatever they could get to defend themselves from the militaries. Many people were hurt and some even were arrested for protesting. That same day, the media used their power as communicators to attack Sebastián Romero, making him the villain of the story. It is when the persecution towards Sebastián Romero began. The Ministry of Security, led by Patricia Woolrich, set a reward of 1 million pesos about $14,000, on whoever turned him in. 
the reward is twice as big as the reward price on whoever turns the genocides of our last dictatorship in. On the 13th of May 2020, Sebastián was arrested by the Interpol and the security forces of Uruguay and Argentina. We don't trust Argent Argentina's justice at all. Our party is not the only one which questions the judicial processes. They have many allegations for creating lawsuits that aren't real. Another union shop store and also member of the PSTU, Daniel Ruiz, was arrested in September 2018 and unfairly put in prison for 13 months for the same indictment. This proves that Sebastián was right in trying to avoid being arrested. Today, 29 months after the demonstration, the corruption of the judges that acted by the government's, government's command is finally proved. The request for Sebastian's freedom is being heard and it is proved again that justice works under rich people's orders. The hunger, the harassment, the oppression and the violence produced by the states and the capitalists have blown up rebellions all over the world. They are the ones which make it clear that we are not happy with all the misery, the authoritarianism and the fact that the poor people are always destined to die first either because of the unemployment or my socialist violence, either because of the low wages or the constant genocide of the elderly, not to mention the youth destined to scarcity and not to be able to have a future. It is them who unite in order to resist the oppression. Chile, Europe and Hong Kong are showing us the way. Black Lives Matter, people in the United States are rising, making it clear that we can't bear this anymore. A campaign is wide and popular. Freedom for Sebastián Romero must be carried along uh, all of the other demands. In little time, all of the human rights organizations of Argentina have claimed that they want freedom for Sebastián, including Madres de Plaza de Mayo. This is an important and world-famous organization of Argentina, formed by the missing people's mothers during our last dictatorship. They still fight for justice for their sons and daughters and to find their grandchildren that were stolen from them. Also, many organizations have cooperated internationally with Freedom for Sebastian Demand. This is proven that the campaign should and must be embraced by all of us so that it becomes a demand for all, because Sebastian is a representative of the working class. Capitalism is burning up. This is telling us that we need a socialist system for the working class. It is the only exit. The profile that Sebastian joins as a worker in the General Motors factory, union leader and revolutionary man is telling us that we have to build an alternative direction from this system. It is made clear in the fact that the struggle for a better war, a socialist war, without any oppression will be accomplished only with a social revolution. A struggle in order to shift socialism so a we can eradicate capitalism that has led us to the current position of the world collapse. Today, Sebastian is a political prisoner, which is unacceptable in a society that is, it is supposedly democratic. He has to be immediately released by the new government of Alberto Fernandez. In name of the PSTU, the 
the IWL and Sebastian's family, we invite all organizations to join our demand for freedom for Sebastian. In spite of the persecution against him, Sebastian has become a symbol of the struggle against Macri's government. In social media, as well as in the factories, Sebastian is referred to as an important part of the Dead Days demonstration. Ever since the 25th of June, Sebastian is being held at the Federal Police Station in Lugano, Buenos Aires. After being brought from Uruguay, he was told that he's facing the same allegations that he had been charged with in the first place. These allegations don't necessarily mean that he has to go to jail, but he's arrested in this moment unnecessarily. On the 30th, we'll make a demonstration at the doors of the most important courtroom in Argentina. We invite, all, we invite all organizations and people who stand up uh, with us to ask for freedom for Sebastián. Thank you very much, Jorge. Today we have a great discussion with Wilson Honorio, a longtime activist for LGBTQI plus rights in Brazil and CESP Conlutas member. Wilson is with us today to talk about Pride Day, which took place last Sunday. We at CESP Conlutas held a number of streamings with representatives from the LGBTQI plus caucus of our labor union and we are very pleased to have Wilson to talk about it because he is a reference in the struggle and in the struggle against racism. Welcome Wilson. Wilson, how were the activities for LGBTQI plus Pride Day in Brazil? First of all, thanks a lot for the invitation. It's a pleasure to be here speaking on behalf of the LGBTQI plus uh, which are organized in CESPE Conutas. And first of all, I have to say that here in Brazil, we usually use the, uh, only the initials LGBT, without that meaning not respecting their normal diversity among us. It's just the tradition of the movements here. But anyways, this year, like everywhere in the world, because of the pandemic, we did not have conditions to have a, our uh, pride parade as it has been happening since in the, middles, uh, the middle of the 90s. So there were a lot of events promoted through the social medias and so on. Like you said, I am a long-time act activist. Actually, I started uh, uh, acti to act politically at the end of the 70s, when in the semi-process of fighting against the, a military dictatorship and <clears throat> amidst a strong and intense process of popular rebellions and workers' struggles, the, uh, the so-called movements against oppression, LGBT, black people, women, so on, reorganized themselves. Um, why I'm saying that? Because as a black gay man, or a boy by that time, I was 14, 15, uh, I could participate in, the pro in this process both in the LGBT and the black movement. And the main question is that, like we say, the winds of Stonewall and the civil rights movements, which spread 
uh, in the United States and Europe in the 60s, got here mingled uh, with the working class and the socialist perspective. And that's very important to us uh, as CS as we think that we keep this tradition uh, in our organization. But from then on, unfortunately, things have changed a lot. The new liber uh, liberal uh, perspective on the so-called pink money invaded most of the parades around the country, mainly the biggest one in Sao Paulo, which year by year after year attracted three million people, two or three million people. The result of this kind of perspective can be given through a very bad, sad and bad example uh, related to the history of CSP Conutas. In 2008, we tried to participate in the parade with a truck with a sound equipment, a very big one, similar to the ones that are used by the companies like uh, uh, Burger King, Avon, a number of very big companies, and also the LGBT clubs, which just play music throughout the parade. So our goal was to revive the ways of the Stonewall itself from the first, the first parades. The first, I was one of the organizers uh, of the first two, par three or four parades in 1996, 97, 98, and so on. So, and then we left as an organization. The Cespo uh, Conutos was not founded by that time, but you had to leave the organization by that time. But anyway, our goal was to do that. And what happened? The organizers called the police, uh, which detained uh, not only the president of the Subway Labor Union, which is affiliated to CSP Colutas, but also our national coordinator by that time, among a number of other activists that were with us. Which are the challenges LGBTQI plus communities face in Brazil today? This debate was so amplified because the distance of this perspective when compared uh, with the needs and demands of the LGBT people in Brazil right now, a country that occupies the shameful position of being the one where uh, more LGBT people are killed every year. Uh, the numbers, of course, are underestimated because one of the aspects of our oppression is the invisibility that, everyone, that uh, has to do with everything related to our lives, but also with our death. But anyways, a report organized by a gay group of Bahia um, uh, recorded that the, the occurrence last year, in 2019, of 329 violent death, deaths of LGBT people, including 297 homicides and 32 suicides, which we call, which we call here in Brazil social killings. Uh, this equates to one death every 26 hours. This proportion has been the same for the last 20 years. Um, many of them are transgender people, transgender people, uh, trans people. According to a report of the National Association of Transvestites and Transsexuals in Brazil, uh, also last year, 124 transsexual people were murdered in Brazil. A number also that is the same and maintains Brazil as the world leader in the ranking of murders of trans people in the world. And these killings in particular are done in a very an extreme cruelty and violence, with mutilations and sexual assault, and it is done against an, uh, the most uh, oppressed among the oppressed ones. 90% um, of uh, them are uh, living as sex workers as they don't have other option to survive. 
So this situation, of course, has been intensified under the, uh, a president, Bolsonaro, who has declared publicly in the beginning, even actually, uh, I think uh, under the election campaign, uh, that uh, he said exactly that, I'd rather have a dead son than a gay son. And he has a minister, Carla Damaris, uh, she's the Minister of Women, Family and Human Rights, and she's known by very, very bad transphobic and the LGBTphobic declarations. Uh, one of her most known phrases is, boys were, were blue and girls were pink. And she, she, she's attacking all the time the so-called gender uh, ideology inside of, of schools and so on. So the situation uh, uh, is, is really bad right now. But unfortunately, this is not new to us. The killings did not uh, stop or decrease it under the, under the previous government. I'm talking about it, Lula's government uh, since 2002 and Dilma's uh, government uh, up to 2016. Uh, on the contrary, they increased year after year. And I have to say that it also happens in relation to us black people. Uh, we live in a, under a situation that we call a process of genocide of the black youth in Brazil. And just to illustrate what I'm talking about, uh, only between 2012, uh, when Dilma was elected, and 2017, one year uh, after she left the government, uh, because of the impeachment, uh, uh, there, uh, the, the number is, is, is unbelievable, but two, two 155,000 black people were killed in the country. That's more than uh, many of the conflicts all over the world. And the possibility of a black man between 15 and 29 years old being killed in Brazil is 2.7 greater than a white person at the same age. So uh, on the LGBT, of course, so being black and being LGBT is almost uh, being a target for, to the violence. So, be, uh, but besides the physical violence and the psychological violence, and the, the, it has increased the 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 quantity of people uh, in depression, suicides, and so on. We LGBT are exposed to marginalization and discrimination, uh, which also are uh, were intensified by pandemic. We have a lot of reports about the increase of domestic violence nowadays in this process of social isolation, and. Also, because of many of us are located in jobs like uh, cleaning services, assistance in restaurants, hotels, and the, uh, a lot in the health sectors, or worse, in, formal, uh, in the formal sector, our exposure to the coronavirus is very high. And Wilson, how does CSP Colutas address LGBTQI plus rights? We are very proud of uh, CSP Conluta's histories in relation to the struggle against oppression, uh, included link to the general demand of the working class and the youth. Uh, actually, it's a unique and rare example in the sense in the history of our country. For instance, we are the first entity of our kind to hold the national meeting of LGBT people in the country. It happened in 2013. Uh, on, it was a three-day meeting, starting on the 28th of June, to celebrate Stonewall, uh, and it had the participation of 180 
delegates from 16 states of the country and reflecting our structure, uh, which is also has no comparison with the national federations around the uh, in Brazil. There were delegates from labor unions, the labor sector, the women, the black people, popular movements, the youth, rural movements, and so on. It was a great, uh, it was very successful, successful, and helped us to organize. We, we would have the second meeting now, exactly this year, but it was uh, postponed because of the pandemic. Uh, but inside of uh, CSP, uh, besides having a number of different groups affiliated to the Federation as LGBT people, we organize our, uh, ourselves in what we call the LGBT sector. Uh, we have national uh, representation in the national coordination of the Federation. And also you have these sectors organizing the regionals and the states and so on. And, uh, and besides of that, we uh have secretaries uh, that were formed inside of the entities so for instance in the subway labor union or the teachers uh, uh labor union or any kind of our unions uh, they have people uh, uh, that are elected to organize us lgbt as women and black people so we can uh, not only um, discuss our uh, specificities, but also we can uh, socialize them with the, the comrades of uh, the whole uh, rank and file. Our main goal is to discuss policies, prepare education materials and courses, and organize ourselves inside of the working class and the affiliated uh, organizations of CSP Condutas. And, and nowadays, many of them have that, and so it, it is it's very important to us. So uh, the idea is to mingle uh, the general struggles of the, the, the working class with our struggles. And that's, our, uh, that's uh, a way to us, um, we find, we found, found, to help to fight against the prejudices and bourgeois ideologies that are put in the heads of the working class, um, but also to struggle side by side to build a society without oppression and exploitation, which in our opinion must be a socialist society. So, uh, and we think that the free world you want, we demand, we need, uh, is a socialist one, uh, with no oppression, no exploitation, with equality. But to build that, you have to start to do it now, nowadays. And uh, to, to, uh, to, to, make, uh, so, uh, to make our demands, to be part of the demands of the working class as a whole. Uh, because of that, for instance, the, the entities affiliated to CSP Condutas uh, promoted constant debates. So, for instance, teachers discuss anti-LGBT-phobic uh, education, subway workers fight against uh, having transsexual people being uh, rehearsed in the working places, metal workers denounce bullying and persecution, and so on. We had a very of nice examples we could, uh, I could relate here. Uh, but um, because of that, also last Sunday this year, we had a very, very intense uh, program uh, to celebrate the 51st anniversary of Stonewall, the Stonewall Uprising. And to end, uh, I would like to dedicate this, uh, this podcast to two members uh, of CSP Conlutas, uh, which unfortunately left us in the, the, the last uh, two years. And one of them was member of 
uh, a collective of artists, Ricardo, uh, a very, uh, he was a member of LGBT uh, movement since the 70s, and he was an organizer of CSP Conutas, and a trans comrade called Aurora, and she, she, she's very known by CSP Conutas members because in our last, last, the last national congress she participated, she was the one uh, having on, their hand, on her hands the, the, the flag, the LGBT flag of CSP Conutas, and she was singing a song that we sing always inside of CSP Conutas Congress that says, I didn't... Uh, I, 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 we say I didn't came out of the closet. I exploded the closet uh, because I'm an LGBT, but also I'm a revolutionary. And I think that CSP Conutas perspective is to organize people like Aurora, who, who unfortunately uh, could not stand the oppression and committed suicide. But uh, her example uh, to fight with the workers, to fight with the world, to build a new society is the example that we want to keep with us alive. And that's, I think that uh, this example should be followed all over the world. Thank you. Thank you very much, Wilson. Next week, on Tuesday at 5 p.m. Brazilian time, we will be back. Solidarity forever. Solidarity forever.